Welcome back to the Celluloid Swap. Today we are continuing through our blockbuster buffet. 1939 is considered by many to be one of the best years in Hollywood, with such iconic films debuting like Gone with the Wind and The Wizard of Oz. Also premiering that year was Stagecoach, an Oscar-winning Western adventure that helped re-energize the career of director John Ford and introduced to the world future Hollywood icon John Wayne. As renowned film critic Roger Ebert noted in his critique, Seen today, Stagecoach may not seem very original. That's because it influenced countless later movies in which a mixed bag of characters are thrown together by chance and forced to survive an ordeal. The genre is sometimes called the arc movie. With surprising realism, entertaining action sequences, and combining both Western and arc movie influences, Stagecoach became the standard bearer for all future Westerns and helped cement Ford and Wayne as titans of the genre. Though the film was first showed nearly 80 years ago, has Stagecoach remained a timeless original, or does it show its age, being surpassed by more colorful, bloodier, and bolder westerns? I think it's the all-time classic. It's the standard bearer of one of the many you know, sets of typecasts of westerns, especially that led into the golden age of westerns in the 50s, especially. It's so. sweet. This is our second time watching it, and I was hesitant, and I was like, I'm probably not going to like this. But I love it. It was awesome. I liked it even better the second time. Yeah, I agree. I think it gets better with age. This was yeah. my first time, and I really enjoyed it. It's I in mean, my top five westerns. It's definitely. so fast. really good. Yeah, it just it moves yeah. except yep. for the end. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the end. We'll a get little, to the end. Yeah, of the we end, will. I enjoyed it. It's surprisingly modern, I think, with the characterizations and some of the action scenes. Well, John Ford was a definitely an excellent director, and he was good at doing that you know i think this was his first western since his silent movie yeah days. that's what they yeah. yeah that's what it said turns out he one. knows what he's doing yeah we start off with the movie the beginning you know they got the credits they obviously talk about geronimo in this movie they kind of make the native uh, the apache i should say the apache they're just like savages they're bloodthirsty savages that just want to you know raise hell on the white man and and all this stuff so I guess it seemed a little bit dated, but yeah, that was like, like every the, yeah. I mean, back then, that's every the, Western movie of the time. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't. But that's really the only complaint that people lob against this yeah. movie these days. But I mean, unfortunately, it kind of you know, it is what it is as far as movies made back mm-hmm. then. So I like that you meet everybody except for John Wayne like right away, and like yeah. a lot of the characterization is just like over with. Now we know who these people are. They're very arc characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just like that you know who everybody is right away. It's definitely like smack in the middle of the depression and glorifying the little man and the poor man and vilifying the rich. So I thought that was interesting. And yeah, it's definitely like a through line throughout the movie. Just that theme today holds because, you know, the, of all the press about the income inequality and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Kind of has a, a, a modern. I don't know, a modern uh, trend line to it or something like that, if you could say. Or, it's or, relatable to today. There you but, go, relatable. Thank you. But the thing is, in 1939, it was pretty scandalous to have a hooker and a prison escapee and murderer and He's like a probably a former bootlegger be a good guy and a yeah. fall-down drunk. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. In yeah, that the, regard, it was a little... Yeah, the characters, they're not... Edgy. They're they're definitely not by no means good people you know their their backstory they're not good people but they are in the they are in the in the story that is presented they are definitely good people you think you know 
I have to say that it was a colorful cast of characters and their reasonings behind it. Like, especially the gambler. He was very slick looking and very, 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 very uh, charming, I guess you could say. And he's really falling in love with a woman that he really knows that he can't have anyway because she's on her way to see her husband anyhow. And then finds out that she's with his child, you know, suddenly in the middle of the story. So it was an interesting band of, of characters. It was like to show like a wide array of the lower section of people in society, even even a, a rich man who is willing to steal from everybody, you know, that's still lower than anything. So there was like this sentiment that they're transporting all these people of lower class, but they're still human and they have, you know, human feelings and can still operate in an honorable manner, no matter their social status. I don't find him charming at all. I think he's a snake. I think he's a, his backstory we don't really get into, but I mean, yeah. he's a gambler. He's probably trying to get with her because she's rich. And I just appreciate seeing a, a John Carradine that's not like, oh, what? Like an old, old man, because I feel like that's all we like ever see. That's what yeah. we would, we would like, know him as, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's definitely a slimy character oh, yeah. in this movie. And yeah. I get the feeling that he was totally lying to the lady who we find out is pregnant when he said that he One. served under her father or whatever. I think mm-hmm. he's, oh. he somehow stole that cup that she yes. recognized. Yeah. I wish they yeah. would have gotten more in depth with his backstory to solve all those questions. But you can't, how do you do that in an yeah. hour and a half with I mean, nine other no, people? No, no, underst- understood. So it's like impossible. There are a lot of things that are going to get left out. And that's just But I liked them, it. So. And his yeah. character arc is, is kind of interesting. It gets very yeah. dark towards the end. Right. Yes, it does. Yeah. Chivalry gone wrong. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's the simple folk who are good, not the fancy people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's because the simple folk are happy and they have nothing to prove to anybody, and they don't need anything from anybody, just kindness. It's kind of like Titanic. Yeah. So you should talk about like the entrances in this movie. I really like Doc's entrance. I think it's pretty fun. And then. Everybody has their own little entrance at yeah, the beginning, yes. and then we get on the the, the stagecoach. Yeah, and then is it? It's before we get to the first town where we run into John Wayne, right? Yeah, or is it after? It's yeah, it's before the, the first town. Gets, on the way, he gets yeah. a glorious entrance, right? Yeah, With the out of focus, glorious. Wait, are yeah. you? Where like he's standing and it zooms up to him? Yeah, yeah. And it zooms yeah. up to him, but it's out of focus, and then it it's comes. It's like in another focus. dimension. Yeah, no, it, it's very good cinematography yeah. in my opinion. Uh, I really liked how he did that. I was I was pretty interested. I actually rewound that to see well, how he like, did that's, it. It stood out. They, yeah. were, they were riding along, and then you hear this gunshot, <laughs> and they focus in on him. He's like, yep, fired the gun. Come pick me up. You got another passenger? That's how you hail a cab but, in the old days. But mm-hmm. and, that, and, then, and then you even get a little bit sure. of his backstory, that's too, with him and then the... the Marshall, the, the Marshall, the Marshall. Yeah, I forget yeah, his last Marshall. name. Like, there's a little bit of backstory there. That was something that I really did like. That they did, they did a very good job of kind of creating a backstory that kind of melded Ooh. a lot of them together and and all that good stuff. I really did Ma- enjoy that as well. Marshall Curly Wilcox. There you it. go. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah is, everybody is had. City Slickers a sequel to this? Is City <laughs> Slickers a uh, no. sequel to this? Oh, no. I thought Curly had some gold. Oh. Yeah, oh, all right, funny. Sorry. No, that was bad. Yeah, yeah wow. sorry. Did he wrote that one by you. You know what? I'm, I'm out. No. I'm done. I Jason like just killed it. So they end up arriving at the first town, and they find out that there are no uh, cavalry there that they've left. And they're like, oh, you know, oh, shit. We were Because spo- they originally were told this is going to be a, a tough journey through Apache country. We gotta, we're going to have the cavalry. They're going to pick us up. 
it's really interesting. The camera's like on the floor and it's this like wide shot of the room and there's people sitting around the table and you yeah. can still see people like coming in the door. And mm -hmm. I just think it's a really interesting shot and it might be yeah. my favorite of the whole movie. Aside from like the action stuff, I just thought it was it was really cool. Well, I just like the surprise and the and the panic, especially by the banker when they get into the first town and he's like, oh my God, no protection, what's going on? And they're like, all right, all right, all right, he, we're gonna have to band together here and try to hold us he, together. He's the guy that freaks out you know? all the time though, every yeah. little thing, he's like some crazy old- He's a weenie. You know, because he's he got that, all that I understand, money he's got a lot him. of money, I understand why he's he, doing that. Well, he's still. extremely nervous and yeah. he's trying to get away with something and he's narrow for time for escape. So yeah. he's extra panicky because he wants them to race and they can't because there could be something at you know any one time. So. He wants to get to the other town before they fix the telegraph yes. lines. Yes, so he again. wants yeah. to keep moving. Yeah. yeah, and so they they when they realize there's no you know uh, cavalry support, they decide to take a vote. Are we going to continue on? Are we not? The re they all seem to want to get to Lordsburg, obviously. Yeah, for a lot except of except for uh, the reasons, one guy yeah. that booze salesman or whatever the hell he is, he doesn't want to, but he's pretty much listening to the doc all the time. So they continue on. Can I say something about sure. Andy Devine really quick? Yeah. So it starts off and I'm like, oh, it's Friar Tuck. And then Jason yeah. goes, oh, it's Pat, Pat what? I kept calling him Pat Buttram. No, so then I was like, oh, the Sheriff of Nottingham. And then it turns out, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, oh, Walt Disney's Robin Hood. Oh, well, what have we got here? Now, just a minute, Sheriff. Th 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 that's the poor blocks. They're favorite both Disney. in that your favorite Disney I movie, love that really? Movie. Oh, well, yeah. they're both in that movie, and they have like the exact same voice. Yes, and it's really crazy. Which one? Oh, it, which one is he? Is he Friar Tucker? He's he just, Friar Tucker. He is Friar Tucker. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're talking about the stagecoach the driver. Yes. The driver. Yeah. 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 That's Kevin's spirit animal. I think. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, the way he like. Just, yeah. He, he's yeah. always trying to get a point in, and then nobody lets him. He's just all aboard for Apache Wells, please. All right, folks. The horses are changed. We better get going. And Lordsburg, maybe. All right, get going, Ringo. Well, Buck? I was... Buck says I. That's six. Come on, Buck. We'll change them horses. No, oh, but Curly, ain't we going to eat? We're going to eat later. Oh. I yeah, I know. So I have the mic this time, and I don't know what the hell to do. Everybody's listening to me, and I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, but, 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 but. you know, I know it may sound stupid, and this we're is going to take us. Out. We're going to take this slightly off the track here, but oh, oh. shit, hang on, no, 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 I'm just saying that I, I would like to go back and watch all those Disney animated movies. I mean, all of them, uh, uh, you know, Snow White and all of that stuff. You know, just once again to see them, you know, because I think it'd be cool. So, yeah, most are pretty okay, good. That, yeah. that's all I wanted to say was just I would like to see all. I those just want to see Bambi's mom keep getting shot. Oh. Anyway, I mean, like Jungle. I'm sick. Uh, no, no, I mean like Jungle Book and all that oh, kind of stuff. Okay. You know, say Jungle Fever. I'm like, that's not a Disney well, movie. All right, it's a where movie. The hell, now I lost. Myself. So they decide to keep going. So they all decide that they're going to leave uh, onto the continue on to their journey. And what I really like in that second stage between the first and second town is there's a lot of tension that kind of erupts, especially between uh, the two women, Dallas and then Mrs. Mallory. It's like. Mrs. Mallory's this high society lady. She looks down on uh, on the the prostitute, even though it's never really it's never said. really said that she's a pro that she's a prostitute. So I'm like, and as I'm watching this, I'm kind of like, well, she's probably a woman of ill repute. Um, and plus, then they continue on with the whole backstory. There's Ringo talks about how the doc. Everybody fixes gets his, their yeah, backstory all, yeah. fleshed out a little bit. Yeah, and I like that. That was pretty cool. 
and yeah, there's a lot of tension building. So there's ten people in a yes, eight a little, by eight. Yeah, exactly. Thing. How big were those? Not even that. I big. don't know. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think those people would have fit as comfortably as they were. I don't in think movie. they could physically fit in them. It's like stuffing a yeah. Volkswagen Beetle or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. But it worked for. You but know, yeah, the, it, the movie. a lot of like the class tensions mm-hmm. get built up there, like the outcast versus the acceptables mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then when they, they arrive at the second uh, village, which is this small little Mexican village, which seemed kind of weird because I wasn't exactly sure where they were in the West. I asked Jason, and I'm like, are like, they in Texas? Yeah, I are didn't... they in Texas? They New Mexico, Mexican border. I wasn't, that, that kind of confused me. I was like, hmm. I guess it's supposed to be New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, it's that, that it's got to be ex- New Mexico, Arizona territory or and something again, like that. They find and he shot it in Monument Valley, Utah. Utah. Oh, yeah. One thing I noticed about this movie, it's like another one of those things where everyone seems to know everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. You think there are only like 10 people in the world, you know? And it's interesting because like at the beginning, this is like a super bustling town that they're in. Like, this is one of the most built up Wild West towns I've ever seen. I don't know. There's just like rows of streets of houses and stuff. Like you just don't see that and like... The streets are packed at all times of the night or whatever. You don't think that when they get to the end, that's not like the same town? Because it looks like the same town. Like, it's pretty built up and bustling as the one they leave originally. Well, I mean, they could have used the same. Maybe it is. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah, they're from relatively large towns for the Old West. And and so, yeah, for everybody to kind of know each other is Mm -hmm. is sort of strange. But anyway, we get there. Uh, Mrs. Mallory finds out that her husband's hurt. She passes out. And then they, I think it was hilarious. They're trying to get uh, Doc Boone to sober up. He's drinking the coffee. He's slamming it. He's slamming it. Scalding hot coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's doing that. He's trying to get himself to throw um, up because, you know, he goes, uh, okay, I'm ready to heave. The one, did you notice? John Wayne dunks him, you know, to heave. John Wayne was like holding him up while he was drinking coffee. (laughs) Yeah, like he was so drunk he couldn't even drink the coffee. So, yay or nay on the the comedy, the physical comedy. And I find it it hilarious that they used an Irish doctor, you know, who's just drunk all the time, you know, because it was a stereotype. Is he Irish? Irish? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Josiah yeah. Boone. I mean, was he in real yeah, no, life? I don't know. Yeah, no, he is. I mean, in he's real- played Irish in, in a lot of movies. So I think, and he had an accent. Oh, they, but they so don't make, no, he, had a, he was drunk. That was his accent. <laughs> I didn't get an yeah. accent. Yeah, I think you're casting aspersions. Well, he always played a drunk he, Irishman in everything, even well, uh, okay, well, Gone with the Wind. I'm watching this movie, and besides John Wayne and... Uh, seeing the name Carradine and assuming it was the Carradines. And then the one guy whose voice sounded familiar, Friar Tuck, he was the only person I'd seen in movies before. It was uh, Thomas Mitchell. And I loved I loved that character. He was great. But anyway. Yeah. He's yeah. a good that guy. Yeah. He, he yeah. Was, it was, oh, that guy. So is the bootlegger. He's in a lot oh, of stuff. Pig, I, he, he reminds me He's of not Piglet. a bootlegger. The whiskey I yes. saw him a liquor rep. That's a great like, It's like analogy. they have those go to bars. Like they bring wine and then like you, you get to taste it. And then like that still happens today. Mm-hmm. Right. But I say like the bootlegging stuff just because we're just not very far removed from prohibition. Right. And so he's still yeah, kind of yeah. like on the outcast side of the social division in this yeah, movie. That's, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But anyway, so uh, as we find out, Miss Mallory was actually pregnant, not sick. I thought she had like you know some sort of disease or something. I thought she was just a bitch. Turns out yeah. she's pregnant. Yeah, well, and a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, still she a, bitch. a bitch. And then it kind of gets crazy because uh, you know they got Ringo proposes to the Dallas girl, and uh, she tells him to escape. He tries to, but. They realize the Apache are coming, and they decide we gotta get the hell out of here. We gotta get the Lordsburg. Why on earth can we talk about sure. the proposal 
Why on earth would he propose to I her? I like it. It just because makes it's no love sense. at first sight because he saw her and he's like, I like you and I don't care what anyone else thinks. I really like that. And she's like, you don't even know who I am. And he's like, I like your face. Uh, he, like, he's like, I, I I, know all I need to know. Or she's like, you don't yeah. know anything about me. I know all I need to know. Exactly. She's it's, a whore, so she'll put out to him. I and say you're not so, ugly. Well, like, let me say something about that, is. though. 20% of the world was a hooker though. Like it's not like whores were really like yeah. hard to come by and weird. Like they mingled with society. So like for everyone to be like, ew, a hooker. Like now, Actually, it was what's like- What's wrong an, with it, the hooker it, with the heart of gold? Well, and yeah. actually Nothing. it was no. not an honorable trade, I, I, but it was just deemed as a trade. Well, that's well, what she's saying. That's what I, and that's yes. my point is that like profession. maybe she doesn't do it anymore, but like she's always going to be like have this shadow over The scarlet her. letter. I agree that everybody's overreacting to her, but- I'm yeah. just saying, like, it was he's, out of left field. He was he nice to her, to and then he's like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna kill some dudes and go and, back to prison and marry this I, lady." Yeah, I got a ranch. Okay. And you and mean apparent, me my ranch? Yeah. And I apparently, like she tried to reinvent herself because she became Doc's nurse, and she became a very good one at that. If you if you watch, she was reinventing. I, I think, I think she, she was just, just there. She, she was the only other woman there, yeah. and she knows what to do. She's right. a confident yeah, but, person. But, All these other people are but freaking when out. She, when they, but when she was thrown out or drummed out of that town, you could tell that she was already with Doc somehow. They somehow were associated, and then you figured it out. Because they were she, both like leaving town disgracefully at the same time. No, yeah. no, I yeah. think I, I think that that's they where were, they meet. Maybe she had a cold oh. and she went to see the doctor. Oh, he's right, the only doctor right, in town. Right. That's how he knows everybody. I like the uh, Mexican guy who oh, was, yeah. who was unsure he's of really everything. Funny, I think. That's my wife, Yakima, my squaw. Yes, but she's she's savage. Si, señor, she's a little bit savage, I think. Yeah, he is really I, funny. Yeah. When he's like, I, I'm not bothered by the Apache, I think. Like everything. And then yes. I'm like trying to figure out, you know, he obviously learned that phrase of English, but like he doesn't really know what it means, I, I, th I think. No, like, I, I think he does. Do because you? the very last one's a really good zinger, right? The way you come busting in here, you think we were being attacked. You can find another wife. Sure, I can find another wife, but you take my rifle and my horse. Oh, I never sell her. I love her so much. I beat it with a whip, and she never gets tired. Your wife? No, my horse. I can find another wife easy, yes, but not a horse like that. Mala Yakima. That was funny. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of comedy in this. Yeah, and I, I think they do a pretty good job of melding the comedy with the action and all that. It was pretty good. But anyway, so they... So the best part. The best part. What's the best part? What we're about yeah. to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting there. So they leave the uh, little Mexican village, and they, want, they need to get to the ferry. They know the Apache are on their heels. They get to the ferry. It's all burned out, and the Apache have been there. They burned it. They, they like, well, we got to ford the river. And this was actually a pretty good scene. Oh, yeah. Where they actually show them fording the river with all the horses and all that. Yeah, and I love this scene. That's a great, I mean, be able to direct, I don't know how many takes you would have to do, but that just shows you, like, with Peckinpah, these guys can direct was, a freaking I was just going to say, no, Sam Peckinpah is doing a poor man's imitation of John Ford, like, yes. 30 years after the yes, fact. Yes, that's, that's what I kind of got. Like, everybody is ripping off of him. Orson Welles said he watched this movie a hundred times before he did Citizen Kane. And wow. Citizen he, Kane is not the exact same is, movie. He said this is the textbook for filmmaking. Like, this is everything you need to know about making a movie. The camera angle when they're going into the river, that 
was awesome. Yeah, where they're like up over the it's guy's like, shoulder. Yeah, yeah it's that's like yeah. a great a GoPro, and yeah. you're watching it like yeah. that. Yeah, but for then sure. they're throwing rocks at the horse's head. They totally took me out of everything, and I was mad. So. I was just that's how they get him to go. I just love no, 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 the no, 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 no. of them fording they, that. I didn't know that you oh. could ford a river like that. I had never. Yeah, like, they even never put works the, in Oregon the, Trail for the me. Logo, yeah. Yeah. The logs on the side to help yeah. actually. Float. Yeah, I dive dysentery before I get to lash the logs to the side of it. But it was interesting. With a team of horses. You put your fastest ones out front, and you actually do throw stones in the side of them if you have to get them to go in a super hurry. You don't hit them. <laughs> you don't hit them at all. Horses were very valuable, so you never tried to damage them. So that awesome scene aside, they crossed the river, and then the best part of the movie, in my opinion... That's what I meant. Yes. The insanity the, of the... The Apache yes. attack and chase over the assault flats... It's so, so fast. It this is, is so. It's like it's one of so the fastest well action scenes ever. It's like Fast and the Furious and, like for 1939. And, and like when but I saw on horses and for real. Yes. And the amount I was blown just by watching all the Apache falling off their horses, the horses tumbling, and they get back up, and it's like. I don't know how many times you had to shoot that. I I'd think a, a thousand times you'd have to shoot. That it was so amazing. And I'm I'm watching this movie that's 80 years old. Yep. And yeah. I'm like, this scene would stand up against any scene that they yeah. can make well, now. Regardless yeah. of how many horses flip over and fall, yeah. when you see the guy jump out yeah. and is like leaping up across um, the horses, yes. and you know that he was doing that with all those horses. Yes. Going, and then he falls down and lets it drive over him. Oh, and yes. if they miss, he's dead. Yes. Right? Like, he, yeah. they, they showed him get back up. Like I mean, you wouldn't survive if that no, ran over you, no, right? No. no. That was I would have fallen off a horse and broke my neck. That no, because a horse brass balls. And yeah, I just, no, seriously, a horse is like an average of sixteen hundred pounds. Plus the thing, the stagecoach yeah. is super heavy. Yes, it's gonna, yeah. I don't know that how that was an amazing. And when I saw that, I'm like, holy shit! I and think then it was, another guy does something even uh, crazier. Yeah, no, no. I think it was horse, yeah. Yeah. years ago. It had to be maybe fifteen. That on Turner Classic Movie, there was this interview with the stuntman who actually did that scene where he slid underneath the carriage. And he goes, we got it all in one scene. And thank God, he goes, because I was so beat up at the end of that scene. He goes, I had bruises all over my body, you know. And he goes, I was just praying that a horse wouldn't stamp on me, you know. That whole scene was so good. Like, it starts where they're good, and then you hear, like, a arrow whiz, and it pans away. And then it shoots back to that, Mr. that peacock, and he's got an arrow here, mm-hmm. and he's, like, all pain. And then all the guys, they start shoot. I mean, I don't know. The editing just, is great. It was a yeah, fantastic was scene. I, I was, I loved it. I was floored just what watching about, that. You said, like, when they were fording the river, it kind of looked like a GoPro. And then they have the shot where he puts the camera, like, down by, like, the horse's legs. Yes, as they're running over it. And the, yeah. Yes, it's like, just phenomenal. Yeah, Doing that back then, it's just, it's crazy that he was able to do what he did. And, like, yeah, those are... <laughs> Like that's what George Miller is doing in Mad Max, yeah, right? Exactly. He's like he's oh, he's nice. doing this yeah. over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah. this, this. And that, yeah, that's awesome too. And then and it's just crazy. He did yeah. all of this in 1939. Yeah, with the equipment that they had right. back. I mean, that's amazing. I wonder how many cameras he busted trying to do that. Shit. Yeah, they're probably so you know clumsy and heavy. And oh yeah, they're big you know, with the big reels of film on them or something. And then as all this is going on, all the guys are shooting. They're starting to run low of ammunition. Even good old Doc Boone trying to help Peacock, who's got an arrow in the chest. He's shooting out, knocking down some Apache. 
before you do that, I just have yeah. to say, like, it's, it was weird that they don't have, like, flaps. I kept thinking there would be, like, some sort of leather pull-down for the window, like, a window sort of mm-hmm. situation. But then, like, so the arrows are coming in. Dallas puts her spinal cord into the window to, like, block the window. And it's like, everybody should get down as down as they can. Duck. I mean, the arrow's going to go through her, through her baby. Especially, like, well, she wow. wasn't even the one protecting her baby. No, no she Dallas was, did Dallas have the baby. was the hooker. Yeah. She was protecting the other person. Yeah, maybe baby. maybe that lady had postpartum depression, which at the time they really didn't understand in 1939. I don't know. Just saying. I so you were getting towards the end of the whole yes. action sequence. Yes. Before we do, we, we skipped yes. over my favorite part of okay. the movie. It's like super dark, and it's where they get to where the river crossing was all burned out, and John Carradine puts his jacket over the body oh, yeah. of this like twisted up corpse yeah it was like a and young was like, girl or something right and like yeah. i was watching it and i didn't even notice her at first because i just yes i don't know and then he, when he puts the coat over you're like wow that's a really kind of messed up scene yeah and that shows you his intention at the end of the action sequence where he says he has one bullet left mm-hmm. and he's about to kill the mother because he doesn't want her to suffer the indignation right. from the apache yeah <laughs> Dude, I was like, damn, that's, I don't know. That's quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty grisly for the yeah. time, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, so they yeah. get to that. And that was another good shot where it's like he's getting the, the trigger yeah. starting to get pulled. Well, that goes and to then, like the, the, this is like, uh, he's like redoing the Odessa steps sequence okay. from Battleship Potemkin, like that kind of mm-hmm. montage editing. Towards the end of the action sequence, it gets very much like that, I feel. Okay. And just in the nick of time before Miss Mallory gets her head blown off or done in, Hatfield himself gets shot by the Apache, and then we hear the cavalry coming to save the day. That's awesome. Yeah, that Just was in the awesome. nick of time, and then they're on to Lordsburg. So they get to Lordsburg, and you know, everything starts turning out good in a true American fashion. Miss Mallory finds out that her husband's fine. The driver's okay, so is Mr. Peacock. That ornery banker, good old, I don't even know his name. Ornery banker. Ornery yeah, banker like works for me. The he's the only he's, one who gets arrested. Yeah, he's the only one. He's the, he's the one bad guy who the entire time, we never saw him shooting a gun, though, either. Oh, Brent, remember that. Brent yeah. Churchill. It's the only Ellsworth one, Henry Gatewood. Thank you. And the, he's the only guy that never shot a gun. Every other guy was shooting a gun except for Peacock, who had an arrow in his chest. That's a good yeah. excuse. So he gets arrested. Wow. And then we're there to see Ringo walks Dallas home. She pleads with them not to fight the Plummer brothers because Luke Plummer and him got some sort of score to settle. And then this is another scene that I really liked. They're in the bar. Plummer finds out that Ringo's in town, and he seems kind of nervous. He doesn't seem like he... Everybody said, oh, he's, Ringo's going to die because the Plummer boys are going to kill him. But these Ringo guys don't even know what the hell they're doing. They seem kind of clueless and scared and nervous. And then the entire bar shits their pants collectively and moves <laughs> as far away from him yes. as possible. Yeah. It's like, so weird. And then good old Doc Boone comes in. He's like, son, I'm going to have to take that gun from you. I love that. <laughs> my favorite... He was my favorite character by far in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And, you know, Plummer gives him the gun. He looks at the bartender... Don't ever let me do that again or something. It was just a great scene. And then we have the final showdown, obviously. I thought that was pretty cool the way he shot them skulking around the town. I like the use of the shadows and stuff, kind of like noirish almost a little bit. I really like the way it was lit. Yeah. Yes. And then the move that John Wayne does is awesome. I don't know if I've ever seen that where where he knows he's three against one, so he just like dives straight down right away. So that they don't know where to shoot, and he just takes them all out. Like it's just a, such a mm-hmm. sweet move. I yeah. thought that too. I was like, he, "Well, he won." And you don't see like, That's yeah. Great. 
we totally question the way Ride the High Country, the way that fight ended, right. that gunfight. This yeah. one, I'm like, yes, that's, that's how awesome it, and that's, amazing, and that's, that's how, how you it do it. Yep. That's why Peck and Paws lesser Ford. <laughs> wow. And uh, he ends up winning because he does that great move, as Matt says. The sheriff lets him go. The so. sheriff doesn't let him go. The sheriff arrests him and says, we're going to have to take you. But he says, Daisy oh. can sit with you and ride with you to the edge of town. They go well past the edge of town. It looked like riding off into the sunset when the movie ends. Yes, because the doc and, doc and the, the sheriff start throwing rocks at the horses yeah. to scare no, him away. Was, he lets him go. I thought that's go, what you said, yeah. But he doesn't let him go right away. Okay, he doesn't he let him go him right away. He thinking he's still taking him in. Yeah, he makes a show. He's happy because him and his dad were buds. I think the last 15 minutes of this, I don't know, it's going along so well, and then you're just kind of like, yeah. Um, uh, this is taking a lot of time. Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, the whole plumber, like, stalking the plumber boys stuff is a little yeah. weird. And it's not that I don't like it, though. It just feels like after this high-paced sort of, you know, rush, 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 then you have this lull. It's like they try to get the whole story, you know, completed well, Yeah, right, they need to wrap it up. Yeah. The very end of this movie with the two guys kind of being buds, it reminds me of the end of Casablanca. And sort of like towards the end of Casablanca is the same way. Like, you have this awesome story. Then it bogs down for a minute, and then it has like a really cool ending. Ending, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a good cherry on top. Right. Yeah, I'm glad they got to yeah. ride off into the sunset. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Oh, and the way that the, and that's why I made a thing about him like tricking him because it's like a cool way yeah, to you're right. resolve that, that everything. Is, it's, it's and better then, than just saying, "Hey, you're free to go." And then they kind of like high five each other, like, "Hey, we did a yeah. cool thing yeah. for love." Yes. Yeah. Buy, hey, Doc, I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't just you forget about me. Absolutely. Breakfast Club all over again. But it would have been okay too because he was like, "Well, what's the worst that's going to happen?" He's like, "Another year," and it's like, "Okay, so she just goes and waits for me at the farm." So I was like, already, you know, like, "Oh, even if that's the case, that's cool." It's too. all going to end good. Exactly. It's all good. Maybe right. one of the plumber boys got a cousin in the clink that's going to oh well, shiv him. The old shiv. Wow. Shiveruni. Shiv. You never done hard times, Sarah. You don't know. I don't know. It was a great movie. I'm glad you yes. picked it, and I'm glad I got yeah. to watch yeah. it again. Yeah, I, exactly. I've never seen it, and even like you guys have all said it's a great movie. I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta see this. One thing, at the, a note that I had is that another guy that just used scope and the scenery, great. A lot of those scenes riding out originally on the first leg of the journey, you see it's panned out. You see them driving afar. It's not this close. He's, yeah. he's close in the, the stage well, when he needs to be. that's why when they that's, ask somebody, he's like, I shoot westerns. Like, yeah, yeah, it's John Ford. That's, that's what he does. Yeah. He was born to, to shoot this. I understand. I have to say that a lot of the dialogue along with the action of the movie moved quite fast, and I was pretty happy with that. The it's a evolution, movie. The mm-hmm. evolution of the storyline as well kept moving, which also made it not seem as long as well. The characterization of the story was fantastic and well-developed. And I think again, like the cinematography was excellent. A lot of great angles and developments with uh, lenses and focus points and such like that. Depth of field, all that. Yeah, there was one scene, they were in an interior and someone like picks up a candle. You could tell they had the light source follow the candle as they moved across the room. That was like a special effect at the yeah, time, you know. Exactly. You know, there was mm-hmm. a lot of play with light and shadow in this movie as well. 
Like um, at the end scene where they're skulking yeah. around in the alley. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I have to say that this overall was a very transitional movie and a very influential movie, you can tell, especially later on in a lot of Westerns. A lot of movies, period. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of movies, period. You're right. Sarah, did you have any final thoughts? I just thoughts? have two final things. First of all, John Wayne is amazing. Makes me want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I this and The Searchers are amazing John Wayne movies. I mean, he's just like... Both John Ford, too. Oh, I didn't uh, know Comanche. The Searchers. I haven't seen that one. No, that's... Oh, he, oh okay. I'm like, I don't he know calls that one. The that was the final Comanche. one that Ford and, and Wayne teamed up on. It's the amazing. Yeah. I well, highly recommend it. And this started a lifelong relationship yep. with John Ford and John Wayne. Yep. Yeah. The well, John. Ford fought to have John yes, Wayne in they didn't want movie. him, yeah. yeah. Good choice. Yes. Yeah. Also, we didn't even mention the score, and I thought the score was incredible throughout yeah. the whole thing. It really went along with everything great. that was did, going yeah. on. Yeah, I'm, I I'm sorry, it, I forgot to mention I think it won an Oscar it, for it. It, it was been. nominated. Rightfully I don't know if it won so, it. It, it had did. five yeah. nominations, and it won two. I, I was not sure which ones well, it were. Well, dude, it's going uh, up against yeah. Wizard of Oz. How and Gone with the Wind. Doc won for Best Supporting Actor, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I say it was the year of the movie, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. The score is brilliant. I agree. I just liked it. It had a lot of interesting characters. The stories elaborated on the backstories throughout the movie. You get a little bit more of each character. Well, that's what yeah. Mike was talking about the characterization. Like, there's ten characters in this movie, yeah. and you know enough about each of them to care and and, and not have care. a vested yeah, interest. Ha- yes. Right. Yes. and all that in ninety six minutes. Yep. E- yeah. Even with the slog at the end, like right. There's yeah. like three separate comic relief characters. There's Peacock, the Doctor, and the the Buck, stage the, the driver. Yeah. And like none of them are annoying. They're all pretty funny and, yes. and do relatable. Think, do you think Eileen Brennan was basing her Mrs. Peacock off of this Peacock character? Possibly. The Possibly. Man? Kinda, yeah, they have they sort have of the same. Mrs. Yeah, no, I agree. Man. I agree. <laughs> Maybe. I meant like you were called fruit. <laughs> no, thank you. So you've solidified my argument that you can make a movie. In under ninety minutes, and it can be awesome because you could. But cut this out. is ninety six. So yeah, yeah, no. So you could cut right. out the last six minutes. There you from go. Like but you missed the closed. skulking in the alley. I wouldn't cut I would it down by that. like three minutes. Then you can cut a couple minutes. Uh, out man, of that we don't have scene. the that scrutinizing. It's only that's six true. minutes over your limit. I would cut yeah. like the walking. It's not the to timing. The it's that it yeah. feels yeah. long. I, I thought the whole the last few minutes. Yeah, took a little bit of time, but the whole movie flew. It did. My my final point and this is what I forgot a minute ago, I'm sorry, was most of the movies I've seen John Wayne in are, you know, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance and uh, The Searchers and all these. This was the one, yeah, he was young. I'm like, holy Mm -hmm. Christ, he's... You should look up pictures from him in like the 1920s. I I have a bunch of movies in the very early 30s of John Wayne. I have a whole box set. He was like a teen idol, that's what he looked like. Yeah, he played football, it was crazy. He he was extremely athletic and extremely good looking. That was the first time I'd seen him that young. I was like, holy... It is shocking, though. When they first paint him... And he's paunchy. You think of him as like the Marlboro Man. Yeah, he's this old guy. And he was super tall. And he's like this you know, he's thin, six foot athletic, or something. young. I'm like, holy fuck, this movie's really old. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. But that was that was my last Yeah, point. so. So I have a couple. I have a couple of quotes and then a couple of points. So I always write down a couple of quotes. In the beginning when the banker's like, what's good for the bank is good for the country. It's like, couldn't be more on the nose about that. <gasps> Did you write the, it down? Did you write it down? No. Motherfucker. Well, that wasn't, wasn't in the movie. It's like, you know what this country needs? Did you write that one down? No, I a didn't. A businessman for the president. Oh, yeah. That's yes. what this country needs. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that works yeah. out great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. President of the United States. 
It, yeah, it's, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. And then the other quote I had was when uh, John Wayne says, I guess you can't break out of prison and into the society in the same week. I kind of <laughs> like that yeah. quote. It was poignant, I mm-hmm. guess. Just a great movie. A couple of notes. I was thinking this might be like the perfect old movie to show somebody to be like, yeah, old movies can be cool. See? Because this is extremely old, like yeah. Yeah, from the 30s, right? Off the cuff, yeah. I have to agree. It's if you eight, gave me like yeah, a minute to think ago. about it, like it, maybe a week to think about it. This is like Wizard it. of Oz. Right, and it goes to another one of my points. It's is timeless. like This year, is it has to be like the best year. You missed a couple of other great ones, and I haven't seen all of them either, but Nanachka was amazing. It's mm-hmm. an Ernst Lubitsch movie from 39 with uh-huh. Greta Garbo okay. and Melvin Douglas. That's an amazing movie. Mr. Uh-huh. Smith Goes to Washington. Yes. I can't believe yeah, that's a good one. I, I saw that I, a bunch of times. That movie is right up your alley. Oh, I've seen it before. Yeah. Gone with the Wind. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It's Wizard of I think Oz. I have that movie, like, actually. Yes, yes Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I just, a good movie. And the other movies that were nominated yes. that are all really good yes. that I don't know. And then you yeah. can get Gunga a movie Din. 20 years later, and it feels stodgy in comparison. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, yeah, it's amazing. Yo, little man, what you doing? We're watching a western. A western? Yeah, a cowboy. This ain't really no cowboy movie, man. Yo, ain't nobody on here black. You know what I'm saying? Peep the real cowboy flicks. What's a real cowboy flick? A real cowboy? I'ma show you what a real cowboy is. I'ma show you what a true cowboy is. After a couple of weeks of games and lists, we're back to our usual. For this movie, we recast, and we're switching it up. We had to have an all-black cast for Stagecoach. Mike, I believe you're first. <laughs> wow, well, thank you for that intro, Kevin. Uh, very kind of you there. Okay, well, uh, going around. Uh, so for uh, the Ringo Kid. Wait, when did you recast Oh, the, I'm yeah, recasting it in the year 1995. Oh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> Are you we should stop me? doing regas. No, I'm not exact here. <laughs> Not exact year? No, but close. All right, 1995, All who's right. your Ringo? Okay, my Ringo is Denzel, Denzel Washington. Oh, jeez. He was 41 at the time, so he was older than John Wayne, but I think he could pull it off. And in 1995... He was a youthful 41 he, then. <laughs> yeah, he was... In 96, he did Courage Under Fire, but 95, he was doing Devil in a Blue Dress and Virtuosity. That's and such a good movie. He was doing Crimson... He, yeah. he also no, did... Devil in a Blue Dress. <laughs> yeah, he was doing uh, Crimson Tide. And in 90, you know, this is only two years after the Pelican Brief and Philadelphia... So and uh, Malcolm X in '92. So I mean, and he could have done it. Four years after Ricochet. Yeah, <laughs> but he could. He could. Right, he could have done it. I mean, there was no. There was no way around Six it. Six years after Glory. Okay, my favorite movie. Now, in 1989. Mm-hmm. for uh, Dallas, I'm definitely sexing it up. Now, this one in '95 is age appropriate. I'm going with Halle Berry. Damn it! I knew. Bro. I knew that was going to be the one. But in '95, she did. Um, Something on TV called Solomon and Sheba. Was she in a Bond and movie then? She, she did no losing she, Isaiah. She a, no, she, she did Bond finger? later. Die no, another not day. Gold, uh, no, no. Golden Golden Eye. She did, no, Die Another Day. No, she wasn't in Golden Eye. That was like ninety eight or ninety. No, no, two thousand two. Oh wow, that late. Yeah. No, Golden Eye was around ninety five though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 It was early. Yeah, and she did swordfish in two thousand one. So With John Travolta? Yes. Yes. Never saw it. She shows a dodged a bullet. Yeah, it was a great movie. She's a hometown girl. It was girl. before Monsters Ball. Actually, yep. wait, where's Monsters Ball? Monsters Ball was, like was in 2001. 
Halle Berry. So Halle Berry. She was 29 at the time. And now you're Doc Boone. Okay, my Doc Boone. This is great. I'm going to love it. We're going to make this a really great movie. Samuel L. Jackson. He would have been 47 at the time. And I want to hear some motherfuckers in this movie. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, he did Die Hard with a Vengeance in 95. He, he did, did every movie you've ever seen. Right. Yeah, every He's in movie. them all. You know what? Yeah, we don't need to introduce him. Okay, now directing this whole thing, I thought it'd be a spin because it's an all-black cast. And doing an all-black western, this would be kind of a challenge, but I'd love to see it. Spike Lee. In 95, he would have been 38. In 95, he did uh, I think he's he did up a mo- to the task. Yeah. He did Clockers and uh, he did... Crooklyn, I think that was in 94. He did uh, Malcolm X in 92, Mo Better Blues in 91, and Jungle Fever also in 91. Yeah, he's Spike Lee. Yeah, you may have heard of him. So it's quite a recast. Anyway, yeah, that is quite my recast. In 95, he would have been 38. I think I already said that, but I think I'll repeat it anyway. So moving on, I am in 1990. My John Wayne is Sinbad. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god and fuck you if you don't like it because I think I, it's going to be funny because honestly like I don't think you can make this a serious movie I'm sorry but I just don't think so you this can. is like Probably um, not, no. uh, Necessary Roughness era Sinbad yes, yes. Um, I love he, it. he would be 34 are you so going to switch up and put Rob Schneider in this no no I didn't do <laughs> that's any that's a hell of no, a I switch, switch I didn't reverse switch I'm sorry Sinbad is your yes, yes he was in Cherokee Kid my one of my favorites <laughs> Jingle All the Way and House Guest. I had to build this all around the woman because first thought I was like, I have to have her. I think she's beautiful. I think she's badass every time I see her. Angela Bassett. She Ooh, also yeah. would have been a little bit. I older. agree. Yeah. I like thought that about pick. Thought about her, definitely. She yeah. was amazing in the third season of American Horror Story. She was in House Stella Got Her Groove back in 98, Chirac, and Black Panther. So this one was difficult for me, for my doctor, but I went with a favorite, James Avery. You'll know him as Uncle Phil from Fresh oh, Prince. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, okay. come on, guys. Um, also yeah, the voice of Shredder. Yeah. He would have been 45, so um, everyone's like almost the age wow. that they should be. This is a very right. interesting cast. Yes, mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I wonder if Uncle Phil would fit in the stagecoach. That's what I was no, thinking. I'm like, yeah. man. Not yeah. a problem. He's a big dude. So, He's oh, and now. License to Drive in 1988. Can't oh, not yeah. mention that. He fit in that Ford Escort. Yeah. Same thing then. So He's already got a Mercedes. Directing this, I'm not crazy about it, but I did it anyway. Mario Van Peebles. Wow. All right. And he would be younger than most of the cast. He did New Jack City in 91. This would be his first movie. And then he did Posse in 93 and Jaws 4 in 87. I considered Melvin Van Peebles for my director. Nice. So. Nice. A little connection there. Yep. All yep, right. Jason, what right. are you doing and can you top all that? Probably not. Can you top Uncle Phil? Mm-mm. No. I don't, I don't think that's toppable. So in 1997, uh, for Ringo Kid, I picked Blair Underwood. He would have been 33. Ooh. Controversial would, choice. Yeah. He was in Posse in 93, set it off in 96, Gattaca 97, Deep oh. Impact 98. He should have had a Denzel-like career, but he didn't. Because you Denzel know I mean? exists? <laughs> right. Yeah, he's a maybe a better looking but worse acting Denzel. So oh, who needs that? Like Skeet Ulrich and uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For we Dallas. should do a documentary about <laughs> Skeet Ulrich and okay. uh, Blair Underwood. And let's down. just we'll bring them together and make them face their demons. I like it. Maybe okay. have Balthazar Getty in there too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So is he a Charlie Sheen or a Matthew Perry? Oh, Jesus. Or is, like, who is he, like, the lesser version of? 
I don't know. I just it's, how can you be a, a cool lesser name. Matthew Perry? I don't know. Okay, uh, it's we, impossible. Sorry. For my Dallas, I picked Sally Richardson Whitfield. She would have been thirty-two. And who she, is she? She was in Mo Money. She was in Posse in '93. She was a female lead in that. Uh, she was in the Low Down Dirty Shame. Are you just recasting Posse? <laughs> shoot him up! Shoot him up! <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm not recasting. Would we know Posse. her if we saw her? No. <laughs> Probably no. not. No. I think no. that was a no. Okay. Well, look her up. For Doc Boone, I picked Isaac Hayes. Oh, oh my God! Hayes. He would have been 55. He's not. I'm gonna get you sucker in 88. Uh, CB4 like, in 94. Can he sing? I want him to sing. Robin Hood Men in Tights in 93. Suck and uh, Flipper in 96. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, That's flipper? my favorite. I choices. guess he was in the Paul Hogan Flipper. Yeah. I didn't. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Now those are two voices. Yeah. Hey. And then directing all this, I have. <laughs> Did he voice? What the fuck? Oh, what did he Isaac Hayes' flipper. Oh, man. <laughs> Such a nice bass in that, that golf drill. <laughs> I love it. All right. Sorry. Let's I'm sorry. make I'm sorry. that sorry. movie instead. Is please. that better oh, than the man. biopic or the. Directing all this, I was going to pick uh, Mario Van Peebles, but I didn't want to have overlap. So instead, I chose uh, F. Gary Gray. Yeah, he's he's good director. He, he did Friday up. and all that. He directed Friday in 95, set it off in 96, The Negotiator in 98, and yeah. then he did like A Man Apart in the remake of The Italian Job. The Negotiator is oh, a guilty pleasure he, of He mine. also did um, Straight Outta Captain. Oh, yeah, he did. You're right. Yeah, and he did a great job on that movie, too. He's a talented dude. All right. In 1994, for The Ringo Kid, I'm recasting Larry Fishburne. He had been wow. 33. I like yeah. it. I like nice. it. Uh, uh, obviously, he was in Boys in the Hood '91. We know him from the Matrix movies. Obviously, I'm sorry. What year this. again? '94. Uh, he would have been 33. For my Dallas, as Mike already did, I, I took Kelly Berry. She would have been 28. Cleveland girl looked good. It, it, it would have worked. She was in uh, I think Jungle Fever in '91. Yeah, she's good in the Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. Everybody Stop. was. Yes. Yeah. So uh, for my Doc Boone, it's a little bit of a reach. He's a bit older. I, I chose Lewis Gossett Jr. Hey, he all right. Fifty-eight. I, I just like think it. he would have been. He's awesome. I would. Yeah. I'd watch that. For directing, I also had Spike Lee. He would have been thirty-seven and ninety-four. He could direct anything. So why the hell not try a western? Uh, so far, I like everybody's movies. So I would go see all everybody of them. else, you guys were all in the nineties, huh? Yes. Yeah. Oh Always my god! I was so worried that everybody was gonna go to where I went. I recast mine with Dallas first right away. Okay. But I'll go in the order everybody else has. I recast mine in nineteen seventy eight. Nice. Wow. So I, my Ringo kid. I bet you I know who your Dallas is. Danny Glover okay. as the right. Ringo. Kid. That's, that's not bad. I like it. I like I was it. Like I can't. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. about that. He was too. He's too tall. Yeah, that's why I chose Lewis Gossage. He'd be a little bit more frumpyish. Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, yeah. He's tall. No, yeah, he'd be great Wayne, as the as the Ringo kid. Yes, Dallas was Pam yep. Greer. Of course, there could yeah, be nobody yeah. else yes. to play yes. that role. Yes. Absolutely. Ooh, I, Pam Greer in 1978 I, would like to yeah, have a conversation I, with you. Yes. Yeah, that is she Foxy Brown. I thought about that. Yes. Foxy Brown. That would be a battle. And Those were the other two I looked so up. So you Pam guys, Greer. okay, Sarah, you may have poo-pooed Pam Greer. Nobody can deny my Doc Boone, the only man who can play Doc Boone, Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore. Wow. Oh, wow. 
You candy ass salty motherfucker. He would have been a little older, like four years older than whoever right. played Doc okay, Boone yeah. was. Who cares? Yeah. But everybody else was like spot on age wise. Can is you he, imagine Dolomite? Is he yeah. gonna change his costume every stop? <laughs> oh my god! I love it. I, I would Dude, hope so. Kids, don't ever come up with a drinking game that involves Dolomite changing his outfit in the movie. You will be drunk as hell. I'll change yes. Dallas's name to Queen Bee, and then we'll be good to go. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. And directing mine, as I said, I considered Melvin Van Peebles, but I decided age be damned. This guy was born in 1912, so he's a little bit older. I went with Gordon Parks. He did the original Shaft and oh, okay. one of the Shaft sequels. All right. Uh, the Learning Tree and a, like a, a Lead little, Belly biopic. little black exploitation oh, wow. right. going on so, in your, yeah. uh, your movie. Hey, I, right. kept it, I kept it OG. Awesome. Nice. 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 All right. Indeed. So that, there's our recast. I guess we're going to run through it again, Mike. Mine is recast at 1995. For my Ringo kid, I've got Denzel Washington. For my Dallas, I have Halle Berry. For my Doc Boone, I've got Samuel L. Jackson. And, of course, directing the whole thing, I've got Spike Lee. I'm in 1990. I've got Sinbad, Angela Bassett, James Avery, and Mario Van Peebles. In 1997, I have Blair Underwood, Sally Richardson-Whitfield, Isaac Hayes, and directed by F. Gary Gray. In 1994, I have Larry Fishburne, Halle Berry, Louis Gassett Jr., and Spike Lee directing. And in 1978, I have Danny Glover, Pam Greer, Rudy Ray Moore, all directed by Gordon Parks. One out of every three cowboys were black. But if you watch TV, you'll never know that. The black man had a part in the West, too. But if you don't believe us, now we're going to show you. It's the posse. Shoot him up, shoot him up. It's the posse. Shoot him up, shoot him up. Down with the posse. Shoot him up, shoot him up. It's the posse. Shoot him up, bang, shoot him up. All right, so that wraps up the recast. Remember, you can always listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Catch us on Facebook and Twitter at Celluloid Swap. And our email is celluloidswap at gmail.com. Next week, we are going to do... Alejandro Hodorowski's 1968 classic Fondo Elise. All right, Jason, could you spin the wheel? Some like it hot. I guess we're going to switch the genders of the cast. Sounds All right, gender swap. All right, awesome. I like it. It will be interesting. Now remember, all in all, it's been exciting. A very interesting trip. Has it not? <laughs>